Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of our Spotlight series. I've been saying that Halloween thing. I was about to say Halloween Screamathon. But this is our Spotlight series. We are in November, and Katie has been pumped about November because she uh, has assigned us, my boys from Texas and me, we are doing war movies, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I'm pumped because I don't know whose pick this was. I don't know who brought it up. But today we did the made for cable movie, HBO movie, not made for cable. It was, but <laughs> but we did the cable movie, the Tuskegee Airmen. This is the one that has Morpheus on the cover. Ike, Ike Turner. Ike Turner's on the cover. Get it right. Ike Turner. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Katie. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, this movie starts um, with a young child, Lawrence Fishburne, watching planes, like crop dusting the fields, and dreaming of being a pilot. Then it flash forwards very quickly, 20 years, and... <laughs> <laughs> and he's an adult and he's trying to be a pilot and with world war ii happening they create the program uh the tuskegee project basically and niggas in the sky what nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the american air force no the american army gets their fucking heads out of their ass kind of and decides that black folks can fly so no way he said that (laughs) create this pilot program called the tuskegee program located in tuskegee alabama and recruit a bunch of uh college men to come and learn how to be pilots so this story follows a handful of really famous would later be famous maybe not at the time of this movie but became very famous um black men including lawrence fishburne cuba gooding jr mckay pfeiffer Pfeiffer, malcolm jamal warner andre bauer and like there was hella fucking people in this film courtney b vance yeah courtney b vance there was tons of folks in this film so all of these dudes show up to tuskegee and unfortunately because it's the fucking late 30s and everyone is just (laughs) racist assholes they have to overcome everyone doubting them and hating on them to prove that they are just as capable of flying as the white pilots i'm pilot so they go through (laughs) i said that like a hundred times dan when i was watching it me too so they go through the training program taught to them by uh, two white officers. And well, it, w- it was half and half because Shooter was there. He was helping them. He was the asshole who kept assigning yeah. them and then the black unnecessary dude. tests. Yeah, and then the black guy and was then, like, yeah. And then the one black guy that like was a, an amazing military person. And they were like, yeah, you can do this, except we're still going to treat you like shit because you're black. And they learn to fly through. He was, the only, he was the only guy on base that would had a combat experience. Yeah. He, yeah. Through the program, these men um, prove their worth. They prove over and over and over again, no matter what Shooter McGavin decides to throw at them, that <laughs> they will accomplish being pilots, being fighter pilots. 
and they have to deal with um, equipment malfunctions and insane racism, which leads people to go crazy and kill themselves, and it's a lot. But eventually, they graduate as full-fledged pilots and get sent to Africa to be... Oh my gosh, what's the word when they, like... They are just bombers at first. No, 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 they weren't... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So they go to Africa, and then they are just bombers. They don't have any interaction with any other troops. They're, it's just them all by themselves. Segregated? Is that yeah, the word segregated. Okay. Thank you. Um, because nobody trusts black soldiers or black pilots. It's fucking a mess. And... They destroy all sorts of shit in Africa, and then they get moved to another area of Africa where they're in charge of leading slash protecting the really big bombers that are traveling to the bigger parts of the war. They were in Italy at that point. Oh, in Italy. Excuse me. Thank you, Steve. And they go to Italy, and they're helping out these bombers, and they save like a whole bunch of different crews bomber crews from getting shot down because they're amazing at flying and doing their jobs and meanwhile all the white pilots are like there's no way i was saved by a black guy fuck you just like (laughs) that and and eventually after that well not exactly they didn't say black the war moves from italy to germany they're heading into the greater part of europe and the white pilots are getting their assignments for who's going to help them, who's going to cover them, basically, the, for the bombing. And the racist ass pilots are like, okay, whatever, sure, why not? And the one guy who was super duper racist the whole time is like, actually, I want those black dudes to be covering me because they're the only ones who haven't lost a bomber. And they do. And then they finally get to see the war. Like the real part of the war, or not the real part, the whole thing was real, but the intense part of the war, the most intense part of the war. Aerial battles. Hooray. Firefights. Yes. The movie ends. Hooray. Um, (laughs) Lawrence Fishburne becomes a captain. He gets all sorts of medals. The Tuskegee Airmen. There's a bunch of facts that are listed at the end of the movie. Um, It says... Uh, the accomplishments of the Tuskegee Airmen, 66 out of the 450 Tuskegee Airmen died in battle. They engaged and defeated uh, 262s, the first operational jet fighters, and they were awarded a total of 850 medals over the course of the war. The credits also note inaccurately that the 332nd, which was their full regiment after they added more soldiers, more pilots from the Tuskegee program, um, never lost a single bomber to enemy fighter action. The claim at the end of the film that the 332nd never lost a single bomber to enemy fighter action is historical controversy. It was repeated for many years and not challenged because of the esteem of the Tuskegee Airmen. However, Air Force records and eyewitness accounts later showed that the at least 25 bombers were lost to enemy fire, which still in the span of the war is incredible that only 20 they only lost 25 bombers like that's still like now did they did they protect themselves by saying enemy fighters 
didn't shoot him down because enemy fire from the ground is not well enemy, there's enemy nothing that it, there, that's not the escort's responsibility oh, i know but i'm saying if the bombers got shot down by fucking flat cannons from the ground they can still say well no no fighters shot him down <laughs> right steve it gets i'm just saying that like that's why no, i'm saying like, yeah well, it, i'm sure that's that. where the historical con uh yeah <laughs> historical controversy lies everyone no one wants to like figure there's not really a way at this point to figure it out <laughs> that one don't count yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mulligan, mulligan, mulligan. Because yeah, I saw, I, I saw that in the credits. It was like no enemy fighters. I was like, they probably got shot down by other ways. But yeah. Okay. So <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's still an incredible feat. Um, like the loss to enemy fire ratio. It, the average P fifty one fighter, which is the planes that they flew in the film, um, of the fifteenth Air Force was forty six bombers lost. So they were still less, like at fifty percent of what the normal rate was so they were crushing it okay does anyone have anything to say about the movie did you enjoy it i'll yes. go first oh yeah no, no, go, go. Ahead. go ahead yeah uh watching these back in the day films just like with the patriot and stuff like that it goes to show that like living now <laughs> and being educated the way i am it just goes to show i could not have held my tongue that long with Shooter McGavin in my mouth, just talking shit and everybody just doubting me. They're like, oh, well, like you're you're dumber. You can't operate these mach- high-tech machinery. You oh just God. can't. The excuses that they came up with. And to, it, it was just mind-blowing to, to me. like let themselves be okay with the shit they were saying. Was just what like, are you talking about? He had, he had a scientific experiment that said black people's the oh, capillaries, yeah, the capillaries are too small. So they might have heart attacks in the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Bro, that kind of shit happened all the time, though. Those those studies came out telling, like, oh, black people physiology is so much different. They can't do white stuff. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. That, but that part got me. And watching these things just back in the day, it's just like, man, woo. And like uh, Lovecraft uh, County, just these shows that come out and just the, the patience you had to have had back then because people could just fuck with you. And if you did something a little wild, they're like, oh, oh scary black person. And then you're gone. You know, yeah. so you just have to stay quiet and just. It's also, it is, it's, it's, it's different for them because you grew up now where that kind of yeah. shit is not acceptable. But they grew up when it's like, yeah, that's just kind of the way it is. So you just like, you, you know, you don't, they're not as, I don't know. Not as I want to say educated. Some of the, yeah, but I mean, it's just, you know, that's how you're raised in an environment that's like that 24-7, whereas opposed to now where it's like, no, nah, none of that shit really should be accepted. And yeah. we should, so so you have a different viewpoint on it than somebody that, especially like in The Patriot, that shit was just like, yeah, man, they grew up with slaves. Like, that's all you knew. That's how the world worked. So yeah. now you look at it like, I wouldn't do that. But like, yeah, it's different if you grew up back then. Same yeah, with but this. It, it blows my mind that people willing to fight and they're like, that's your black. I'm like, yeah. but they want to <laughs> help their country. Like, but yeah, dark though. You really want to do this? My like, guess, man. I live here. I want to fight. And they're like, yeah. Mm. yeah, you can you can fight, but but over there, yeah, quit yeah. it. Yeah. Go away. Don't you, don't you come can fight. Here you can fight on the ground. And you can have a rifle. Maybe by, your, by yourselves. Yeah, yeah. This is a little we, too we don't fancy. want you operating expensive equipment. Yeah, yeah. it's so that that part and so. Go figure anybody if they're willing to be good at something, probably will get good at it. You know, not even color. I didn't want to bring in color when I said that sentence. It's just go figure 
they're good at something because they want to do it really bad. Mm-hmm. And so it just sucks how much they had to do and good good on them because w- life was shitty. It was like a war happening and people didn't believe that they could do something that other people can do easily. So not easily, but just, you know what I mean? But that was always, that blows my mind watching stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw this movie a long time ago. What year did this come out? 1995. 95. Okay. It had to be like 95, 96. It was, you know, showed up on HBO. And just as a little kid watching this movie, like, yeah, I didn't understand the depths of the racism at the time, but that was yeah, in 95. I was fucking eight. So, you know, I'm not super aware of that kind of stuff at that time, but I remember always liking this movie and I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, I still enjoyed it. It was still good. It wasn't quite what I remembered. It had a lot of real fast cuts, like a lot. Of, they they fit in a lot of stuff in an hour and 45 minutes or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought I remember being a little more expanded upon on the certain things, but it was, uh, as we were talking beforehand, Greg said, a little surface level at certain points. But I still really enjoy it. I still really like this movie. Boy, that the time jump just happens, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> up on you. Like Katie said, you got a little Lauren Fishburne and watching a crop duster, and then I'm off to war. Yep. Full adult. Yeah. And Lawrence Fishburne looks the same age as he did in The Matrix. Like, I, that dude just, like, are you 40 all the time? Like, good Lord, man. I mean, that like, was don't crack. years difference. But still, he looks the same in a lot of his shit like he yeah. looks the same he, did, he, did, crack, he, but. he definitely didn't look like he was a college age kid i was like well you're already 40 <laughs> and then he continued oh. to, and then he continues to look 40 now his college age voice he just went a little higher when he talked you didn't believe that <laughs> it's weird hearing him in sort of a at certain points in the film i guess for lack of a better term vulnerable i don't know not as not as commanding of the room, I suppose. In certain instances, eventually he gets to the point where he's, you know, rallying his 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 colleagues into sticking out the racism in the attempts to try to, you know, mentally beat them down and push them out and want washing out is, is what they, the term they use. But there were at times earlier in the film where he just didn't have the same command that he usually does in other films. So it was interesting to see him like that. He needed, a, he needed a softer role two years after What's Love Got to Do With It. <laughs> he, needed yes, to, he, did. he needed to cleanse his palate of that. <laughs> he did endear himself a little bit. I want to watch that movie now. <sighs> five hour movie. Oh, it's not five hours. <laughs> it, fe- it feels like five hours. It's like two and change, I think. Is it really? <laughs> I think I think it's past an hour and a half. He's at five. He's if five. if it feels like it, and if you watch it on like TNT, it's five hours. Man, it, it's. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's, they're, the, they're the type of people that play that movie just randomly on like a Thursday afternoon. Like, yeah, hey, what's love got to do with it? Like, why? Yeah, who wants to see Angela Bassett get her shit rocked? <laughs> I don't, but fuck it's on. I guess I should watch it. Oh, yeah. I hate that movie. Uh, this was actually my first time watching this movie. Me too. I never really. Uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I could have done with a little more, like in depth of the Tuskegee Airmen themselves, like what the hell they did and like what they represented and whatnot, or how how they were really treated a little more. You know, 
because it wasn't all just daisies and I'm pretty sure they got the shitty barracks. They got the last of the dinners or whatever, last meals, last child. Well, time I mean, they were they were they were segregated into their own units, so they're not getting last anything. They're just getting. Uh, the... Yeah. I, yeah. When I, they went to those meetings, they were like, "Oh, yeah." Let's say the harshest that meeting was the, the dirt. Yeah, yeah. You guys pushed that meeting on purpose. Fuck you guys. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of crazy to see that there's. There's the good old boy system still in the military. Like mm-hmm. there, there is definite, definite <laughs> uh, racism still in today's military, which is sad because yeah, a lot of good soldiers. Hey man, look at their boss, or their yeah, soon to be former boss. <laughs> <laughs> Taco, what do you think? I've always, I've always loved this movie. I've always thought it was great. Um, I've, I've, I don't know. This was probably my like fiftieth time watching it. Uh, ever since I was a kid watching this movie on HBO, I, I've always enjoyed it. What I liked about it, but also kind of wish it was, they had more to it was all the uh, fighter scenes. Like they, it show them shooting but then it would cut to yeah like, actual, to the stock, yeah the like, stock like to actual world war ii like stock video mm-hmm. of it and like that that was really cool but i also wanted to see you know cinematic like fight. like yes a cinematic dog fight kind of thing yeah same. but uh-huh. you know it's I, there are other movies i can watch to get that too but yeah. i thought this movie did a really good job especially since it's a made for tv movie it's you know like yeah it's HBO but they still have a budget because they're not gonna they're not gonna make lots of money on a movie so they're not gonna spend a whole lot of money on it yeah so but I, I I've always enjoyed this movie I I really I really I really like it and I really enjoy Cuba Gooden Jr.'s performance in it I I really liked him he must really like doing uh World War Two movies. Nah, now he likes making snow dogs. Well, <laughs> gotta bite the ears. <laughs> well, no, I mean because he did that, and then he did Pearl Harbor. He did yeah, Red Tails too, tails. apparently. Yeah, and he did Red Tails. Yeah, see, so he's in Red Tails. Yeah. Well, now I gotta watch it. <laughs> it's free, so it's on HBO, so I'll watch it. It threw me so, off. I was watching Red Tails a minute ago. Like, oh wait, so you did both of them? Okay. So Cuba Gooding Jr. starred in Red Tails, uh, and it picks up basically where this film left off. Um, with the pilots finally in the main war part of Europe trying to get meaningful assignments. So it basically goes from where this movie ends and they just jump into the next part. Well, okay. their last, their last mission was, was, was the bombing run in Berlin. That was yeah, it's just where the movie that. left off. But that like, was also like a big time jump for that one. Yeah, so basically yeah, so. at the moment where... Right after um, Iowa becomes a captain and they let them know that they're going to end up in regular Europe, like, or in the main part of Europe, not just Italy, but in the main part of Europe in the war, that's basically the cutoff where it would switch to Red Tails. Like, it's them trying to get um, better assignments and not just like, oh, we're bombing some shit over here in Africa, way away from the war because nobody believes in us. Or escort. Yeah, we're just escorts. Like, it was kind of that's kind of where the transition is and as far as cuba gooding jr goes um enjoying war movies 
I think in the 90s and early 2000s, directors just were lazy as fuck and only wanted to cast Cuba Gooding Jr. in all the roles where it was like <laughs> the first black guy to do something. Yeah. Because in or Pearl radio. Harbor, he was black. the first black guy to like shoot down a plane. In this film, he was black. one of the first black pilots. In, to, in Red Tails, first black pilot. In, Wasn't he a surgeon? Men of Honor, he was in the Men first Honor, black diver. Yeah, Men of Honor, he was the first black uh, diver. Diver. Like, that's just yeah. his role is the first black fill in the blank. I'm proud of y'all. Y'all didn't say the, the low hanging fruit. I'm so proud of y'all. What, the OJ one? <laughs> No, no, no there's another one. You know what I'm talking. Steve said radio. Steve well. said radio. Steve said radio. I didn't hear you, Steve. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, she was like, yeah, it got cast as the first black something. It was like, or radio. But. What about Jerry Maguire? He also played the first black man to beat out the LAPD and OJ, so that rose are all still <laughs> coming. Yeah. Stay back. I'll kill myself. Yeah, so Cuba, that's just what Cuba Gooding Jr. is good at. And now that he's getting older, I'm sure he'll play the first black man to do a whole bunch of other shit in his later days as he's all gray, like getting gray well, and whatever. Like, isn't he canceled now? Didn't he just like, get arrested and shit? So, I don't know, man. probably he says that Chadwick took his spot as Jackie Robinson then, huh? Yeah, I was actually about to say something about that. It was like, he, he's too old to play Jackie at this point, but. Yeah, he, won't, Cuba no, he, won't, he won't play Jackie. I'm talking like, I don't know what he'll do next, but. Go to jail, isn't he on trial right yeah, now? Yeah, he's he's he, he's done some. He's part of the Me Too uh, thing. Well, he kind of he kind of banished. He kind of he kind of got sent to straight straight to video movies for the last ten years. So well, yeah, Snow Dogs did that. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe so, leave leave Snow Dogs alone. Fuck Snow Dogs, dude. <laughs> yeah, in uh, I've never August seen 18th, it, but yeah, August eighteenth, he was accused of raping woman, women. Again? Oh, Cuba, what you doing, baby? Again, <laughs> Cuba, what you doing, baby? <laughs> Cuba, anyway, keep, keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll, I'll keep... <laughs> what you doing, Cuba? Okay, so a couple of fun facts. There, I didn't have very many besides the one that all of those facts at the end were kind of bogus. Um, most of the characters in this film were fictitious, like composites, composites of real pilots. Uh, the only person that was like was an actual gen like person in this film is uh benjamin b.o davis who's played by uh captain, captain holt yeah. uh he was depicted as accurately as possible and he was the only one that was like yeah that's a real person in history and all the rest are kind of just made up hot generalizations damn. yeah hot damn <laughs> love captain holt he's the best he, he did sound just like him when he fucking was yelling at uh at Morpheus, Tom don't you dream? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with your glory seeking. I was like, that's Captain Hall right there. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yep. I kept, I kept picking it out. I was like, <laughs> it's like all the flashbacks in nine of when he was like coming up in the police force because he had hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so he looks so goddamn young in this movie. He does. Oh my god! Like Lawrence Fishburne looks exactly the same now. The, fucking yeah. Andrew. Yeah, he looks the exact. Uh, he looks way different. Yeah. Okay, and the other fun fact I have is uh, Rosemary Murphy, who plays um, Eleanor Roosevelt in the film, portrayed Sarah Delano Roosevelt, who was FDR's mom. In the 1977 TV movie Eleanor and Franklin. God damn. 
So oh, I thought you were about playing... to say Eleanor and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. It's Eleanor and Friends. Uh, yeah, so she has double connections to the Roosevelt family in her portrayal. Eleanor Roosevelt did not look like that. <laughs> yeah, it probably looked lumpier. You know. Get on with that shit. That lady. <laughs> I hate to speak ill of first ladies except for our current porn star one, but <laughs> she, she Goddamn. Jackie Onassis, you. Woo. Okay, so All right, what, what was everyone's favorite character? I got to hold on. I got a character question first, real okay. quick. All right. So, where in this movie was Vivica A. Fox? I I was literally I was reading the credits and I was like, Vivica A. Fox, I didn't see her. Otis and I, so her credit is the name of Cuba Gooding Jr.'s girlfriend that he mentions like right when he gets on the train, he says uh, she, like he asks um, the lipstick and she said, or he says that his girlfriend can always see the lipstick. I'm guessing it was either right before that, like on the, like as he was getting on the train, probably got cut. He was on that train station or there's a, there's like a, Two second scene, like glimpse of the crowd, like the family crowd, as they're getting pinned with their wings as pilots. That she might have been in right there. Hmm. That must have been a young ass Vivica then, because yeah, we saw that name. I was confused. I was like, I usually can catch her face because she's beautiful. Yeah, they I was probably like, didn't I don't show her face. Yeah. yeah, they probably didn't show her oh, face. She was probably just shot. like a, just like show the back side of her, the side of her in one of those scenes where it was just like. Let's zoom by her really fast. Okay, so Greg, who was your favorite character? Yeah, Greg. Um, my favorite character was, um, <laughs> as you guys called Captain Holt. Uh, character's name was Benjamin Davis. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he wasn't on the film for too long, but he was the character who was. A witness before I guess was a a Senate committee I guess you'd call it whatever government committee that he was sitting before basically making the case for why the program shouldn't be shut down. John Lithgow was making the case to shut it down. And uh, I just essentially he spoke to the thoughts that were running through my head pretty much throughout the film from the beginning the fact in one this film amongst other films that deal with world war ii black serving world war ii slash the precursor to the civil rights movement is just a reminder of the fact that you can do everything possible to be of service to your country as a black man and yet it still won't matter uh, the one line that stuck out most to me was the fact that we serve our country, not verbatim, but we serve our country with love for our country, but it doesn't love us back, no matter what we do. And obviously, there could have been other characters that made that speech and it would have been just as, just as good. Courtney, Courtney B. Vance could have done that speech and it would have been done just as well. But the other ones, like I wouldn't have wanted to see like Cuba Gooding Jr. doing that speech. I don't think it would have been as well executed. I, I just felt like he... He, he was, he did that very well. He made that, he played that part and, and that, 
that's that speech, that soliloquy, whatever you want to call it, that dot, that <laughs> monologue was was well executed by him. And there are other actors that could have done it just as well, but pretty much just the fact that he was the one that did it made made him my favorite character because that was basically anytime I'm teaching World War II to my students or watching films such as these, those are the thoughts that come through my head is even as an American hero, you can't get the love that you rightfully deserve. You've served your country. You're an American hero just as much as any of these other white soldiers, yet you still can't get the recognition that you full on deserve, let alone the equality that you full on deserve. That's happening right now with all the soldiers that just got deported, like in the last few years. There's a whole, I just saw, read an article about a group of veterans in Mexico that were celebrating uh, Veterans Day after they got deported, even though they fucking served in the United States military. Like, they were just like, nah, fuck you guys. You're brown, get the fuck out. Shit's dumb. All right, who's next, Greg? Go ahead, Steve. Uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, Lieutenant Glenn, uh, Courtney B. Vance's character. Uh, I I really liked him. He was, you know, he was he was there the guy training him at the fucking facility, and he he kind of he he had a, a way of letting him know, like, hey man, I we just do what you need to do, but just know nobody here fucking wants you here, basically. He was so uh, measured. He was very measured. Yeah, he was very measured, but he was also kind of big dick in it because he knew he was the only person there with like actual combat pilot experience because he actually went up to fucking Canada because they let black people fly planes in you know a war against fucking monsters. Um, so yeah, I, I just really liked the way his character handled the situation. Kind of let them know like I'm on your side, but at the same time I'm not here to fuck around. Like you got to do this shit and you got to have to do it perfectly, otherwise all this gets shut down. So he didn't cut corners with them, but at the same time, he was very much so in their corner, making sure that they did everything right and making sure that the other people like major joy, uh, kind of kept, kept their racism a little bit in check as much as possible because he knew he was better than that guy. So the way he conducted himself was necessary to navigate the situation, Mm -hmm. but it's also, the most difficult way to handle the situation as opposed to with emotion like the trainees were in the, in the cadets. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knew, he knew, but he knew getting emotional like that wouldn't help, that it would actually just hinder what they were trying to do. Exactly. So he was like, hey man, I know how you feel, like especially after, uh, was it Lieutenant Peoples? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, had just had just enough of it, and especially after getting kicked out, killed himself, he was like, hey man, he was a friend to all of us, like you gotta just fucking fight that back like we can't do this because this is what they're looking for so just keep it together get this shit going we'll 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 get what we need to get so just calm it down so yeah i, re- I just really liked his character in this movie a lot uh daniel uh my favorite character was uh a train cuba gooding jr <laughs> um <laughs> yeah just you know i mean just the fact that he 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 knew what was going on with the with the racism and all that, but he was trying to keep his keep a lighter side to it. You know what I'm saying? Like he tried to he he didn't really look down on it. He knew he was going to become a, a pilot. He knew he was he was one of the better pilots there, 
And so, like, he didn't care. I mean, he cared what they were telling him, what the uh, white officers and stuff were saying about, you know, you, you boys are dumb, blah, 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 blah. You'll never be as good as so-and-so. But he just did it with a smile, you know, like, he, he pretty much killed his enemies with kindness is what he was doing. And that that's, to me personally, that speaks more volumes about a person that can do that, especially with something as, something as close-minded as racism. I mean, there should be no reason in hell whatsoever that you hate somebody just based on the color of their skin. That's, that's like the stupidest fucking shit ever. Um, and I think the best way to go about it is just, you know, haha, yeah, okay, sure, you know, the way train him, which was, okay, smile. Uh, I mean, and just being a, just kind of being there to keep Iowa in, uh, in check too, because there were some points where Iowa wanted to break. And he was just a good friend to Iowa. Just, you know, just kind of, kind of kept Iowa stable. And, yeah. And it's, it's hard to find people like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's why Atrium is my favorite character. Uh, Taco. Uh, for me, it, it's Hannibal. Hannibal Leap. I I know he's you know the the basically the face of the movie, but uh, I just I like everything that he he stood for. You know, he never gave up. He became the best pilot that he could be. Uh, I. I like that he was basically the the leader of these guys. They're, you know, what he did, they followed, and he looked after all of his people as best as he could because you know it's a war. There's only so much you can do. Uh, I, I I liked that it you know it showed him progress, becoming a better and better pilot, and being uh, and actually finally getting recognition for it. Yeah, he was anxious to get to get out there and do more, but at the same time, he he knew that. Yeah, I I I, I want to see air combat, but I'm 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 still going to complete these missions and do exactly what I'm supposed to do, because either way, what I'm doing is still affecting the war in our favor, especially when I do it well. And then when like they sank the uh, the destroyer. I thought that was really cool. I I just I really enjoyed Lawrence Fishburne's performance in this. I thought he was really good. Oh, Otis. Uh, Captain Holt. He was amazing. I love I love higher up people that um know they have a little bit of weight and when they talk and it's always the the older people they have the just per, most perfect thing to say and swaying all those people. Honestly, it was John Lithgow. And then a whole room of just in the middles and him trying to get it like busted. But then he just talks and it's awesome. I I love characters like that, especially when you had to choose your words. You couldn't just say anything like this is fucking stupid. You know, he had to be like, "Okay, let's talk about this and, you know, work it out. Because any crazy word you said is just multiplied in front of the right shitty people. So, uh, yeah, Benjamin Davis, he was fucking great. It's like one of my favorite characters. Okay. Uh, my favorite character was Lieutenant Leroy Cappy, played by Malcolm Jamal Warner. Um, I loved his character because he was really the only character in the film, I felt, that got to do both 
the holding it together and the breaking down side of it. Like Cuba Gooding Jr. and um, Lawrence Fishburne both were the strong faces and had to keep it together. Like they kept it together the entire film as, as much as they could. And um, all the other people at the training facility had these breakdowns that led to all sorts of different things. But Cappy was like right in the middle. He did have a breakdown where he was ready to quit, but then um, Hannibal talked to him and kind of got him to realize that, you know, it wasn't worth quitting. You've come so far and all that stuff. And then later in the film, he's able to be that really strong person and basically be a badass. And there's a scene, the scene that really solidified it for me was like, there was a moment where he wasn't sure, it's like, he wasn't sure that he was gonna keep going with it. And right after Hannibal talks him, talks to him and convinces him to stick with it, he, they go on a flight and his plane, like, an engine bus on his plane and he has to make an emergency landing so lee like goes with him and they land next to this field of prison workers and his reaction both well both of the pilots reactions to the prison workers and the prison workers reaction to the pilots was just probably the best scene in the film for me and I just really loved how Cappy reacted, how Malcolm Jamal Warner played that, played his reaction there. And that made me really like Cappy a lot. All right. Uh, least favorite character, Steve. Uh, it's Senator Conyers. Conyers. Yeah, fucking uh, John Lithgow. Um, I mean, you know, there are a bunch of racist pieces of shits in this movie, but he, he was the one that busted out those... Uh, scientific studies that's you know saying black people aren't as good because of anatomy like oh their blood vessels are smaller so they can't they they turn into cowards in the sky like all right sure like that kind of shit yeah he Uh, literally says negroes are incapable of handling complex machinery yeah and so it's just fuck yeah that that kind of racism is different than like uh, Shooter McGavin or uh, Major Joy, he was just, I don't like you because you're black. This guy is like, I don't like you because you're black, and then I'm gonna try to prove it with quote unquote I'm science. I'm gonna prove with science that you're incompetent because, yeah, you're black. and so yeah. like he tried to, you know, trying to prove that whites are better. Like, and he's just a piece of shit. Like, once again, as we're talking about, people wanting to join the effort to, you know, stop fucking just like monsters of the Nazis. But they're like, nah, we don't really want you to do that because your your skin color is different. I'm like, no, they're they're volunteering to help you win this war. That you know, it's like against a, a, a very powerful enemy. Like, you should want that to be part of you. Like, yeah, but we don't want them to be flying a plane with other white people. Like ugh, that that kind of racism just is 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 even worse than the normal run of the mill bigotry that these people had in this movie yeah. Uh, so yeah fuck that dude and yeah just everything any anybody that's ever been like that in actual you know history fuck those people they're, yep. they're, pieces, they're pieces of shit so he was my least favorite character because he tried to prove his bigotry with made up science uh greg, <laughs> greg. Well, he was definitely up there for me so and you, you pretty much knocked it right on the head as far as the 
<laughs> the false science as a means to to justify your racism. So I will I will shit on another racist character and I will I will turn it's to go people. around. <laughs> right? Yeah, I was gonna say there's... I will I will choose major joy. Shooter. Uh, first of all, <laughs> this has nothing to do with racism, but kind of does in the fact that that was the grossest fucking mustache I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and he's seen me with a mustache, listeners. Like, in itself, it's just a bad mustache, but you can also look at him and just be like, yeah, that's the mustache of a racist. <laughs> <laughs> fucking disgusting. You got the nerve to just teach people like shit looking like that. Some fucking nerve, but <laughs> more weightier things. He, <laughs> it's funny because he was. I disliked him, like what the most next to the senator, but at the same time, I took so much joy in watching his facial reactions and in in any scenario where he was proven wrong or he was shown up by by black pilots. Uh, his inability to get them knocked out with the test or earlier on when he first met the pilots and he's discussing things with them and they in in Hannibal no country. shows him up. <laughs> Just yeah. in, in, in every situation possible. It, obviously, obviously it helped that there was another, there was another, his, his superior was a was white and did not feel the same way as him but everything he tried as far as getting rid of them or pushing them out was just unsuccessful so it, it that brought me a lot of joy so it was kind of, it's, it's kind of conflicting for me because he brought me joy his <laughs> his failures brought me joy so i guess that makes i guess that means i do truly dislike him the most because his his shortcomings was what brought me the most joy. <laughs> oh, that fucking mustache, man. Oh my god. It's disgusting. It disgusts me. <laughs> it's so gross. Ugh. Um <laughs> Who's next? Taco. Uh both of those are up there. Like it's kinda hard to pick any like Anyone who's in this movie that's not racist. I mean, it's so many. Like, it's like I, uh, you know, I, I didn't care for um, peoples, you know, for him for his breakdown and killing himself. But let me let me let me let me jump in real quick. I, I'm kind of with you on peoples, but not because necessarily of the actor, but but how they developed the character. He was a dick right? the whole time. Yeah, it's like. Well, for me, it was the fact that it seemed like they didn't really have a, a focus on who that character was supposed to be. Yeah, I think that's in part much. due to the fact that they didn't really take the time to develop storyline necessarily or characters. Mm. So, like, starting out, you thought he was just going to be this, like, hyper-focused, hyper-silent guy. And all of a sudden, he's not that. And then 20 minutes later, he's on the verge of breakdown, which you did not expect whatsoever. Which yeah, I kind of understood if they had time to allow him to like come out of his shell and shit, but he just there was just seemed to be no focus on what his personality actually was to me. Yeah, and 
that that was kind of, I guess that's kind of where I was going with that too. So uh thanks, Greg. Fucking great. But outside of that, there's there's not much character there's not many characters to hate that aren't those two characters, just like the ultra racist in your face. Um uh, like uh Mr. I'm from Texas, the bomber pilot. I'm from Texas, and I've been around him my whole life. I know, I know they ain't flying them planes. Yeah, but he does redeem oh, himself. Yeah. He does redeem himself when he says, "Okay, I'm mistaken. I want them protecting my ass because I don't want to get shot down." I thought that was the other guy that said that. No, no, that was, no. It was no the bad one. The other guy was from California and was cool with black folks the whole time. He was like, "Who gives a shit if they're black? They saved us." And like, "No, nah, I don't believe that these black folks saved us." <laughs> that guy was a dick but he at least made up for it a little bit when he requested that they be yeah he had uh, a he had a face turn <laughs> yeah he's like well no, i don't, don't want to die so don't call it no face turn this is just like the white guy from patriot i don't buy that <laughs> i don't buy the sudden face turn like that with, with racist i just i'm you know, I'll with you on that one greg i don't i don't think as soon as he got to texas back home he's like oh man Love it, you can't throw a rock without hitting one. Like, yeah. really? Love it? <laughs> right? Yeah. Love it? All right. You know, as soon as he got back to love it, he was like, nigger, 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 nigger. <laughs> Those were the first seven words he said when he got when he set foot back and takes up the wall. Well, it feels good. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, that I'm back. I'm home. I'm home. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> Damn. I'm home. Was was he the was he the sheriff in life? Um, I don't Ooh. think so. Hold on. <laughs> the young, <laughs> the young, the young guy. Oh, the life. young form of him. Yeah, was that him? Uh, he looked moderately familiar. Well, like when the, when decline. when they when they first quote unquote committed the crime early in the movie. Yeah. Oh, you talking about Arlie Ermes, the young yes, Arlie Ermes? Yeah, yes, yes. He he is the he is <laughs> okay. That's uh, nice. Yes. Oh, perfect casting. <laughs> yeah, he's good at that. <laughs> too, he's good too, good. Racist. too good. Too good. Yeah. Too good. He's, yeah. He's got that voice that you just assume is an uneducated racist, like that that <laughs> that accent, that accent is just like, and eh, you probably hate black people. I bet he has like a white, a black wife. <laughs> Life. I'm casting me in these roles. Yeah, <laughs> so get at it. <laughs> okay, uh, Deepal, have you gone? No, sir. Okay, yeah, you. Uh, there's the obvious major joy and the dude from Texas and every other races. But my mine are the uh, committee chairs that aren't the the little dude in the suspenders that bought in uh that bought in the colonel and the other guy to talk during the committee meeting because those Wait. guys. The one that wanted, like the one that was oh. defending them. No, no, he no, said no, the, the other guy. senator is not that the guy. The other senator, is oh, not that guy. All but because that guy. All of them know damn well they wanted to call John Lithgow on that bullshit about the test and all that. You know, goddamn well that every other senator at that table wanted to speak up but didn't because Man. they didn't want to get called out. He had papers. He had numbers yeah. on it. He had <laughs> science, sir. You cannot refute it. Well, yes. Science. Yes, Greg. Yeah. Air quotes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this pie graph. It tells me that black people aren't that good. Look at the pie graph. Yeah. Those guys know damn well that that guy. I mean, I don't. It, they never said what state he was from or whatever. But 
the I'm South. Sure from the South. Alabama, <laughs> probably. Um, and I'm sure most of those senators want, wanted to call him out on it, but didn't. And why they didn't, I don't know. Maybe because they didn't want to lose their chair on that committee, but they should have. I don't think they want. I don't think they want to call like it out. I think they were looking for somebody else to take the lead on getting them blacks out the military. E- either then, way, it's cowardice. And so, yeah, and then somebody else was like, "I got a reason." They're like, "Yeah, follow that guy." Cool. I'll, I'll vote on that. I ain't want to yeah. say it, but whether it's it, it was hidden racism or they didn't want to get lose their chair or their their office, that's that's shit. Yeah. That's slimy. It's greasy. Sometimes it's easier just to let those loud people just talk and try to fight them. They're like, man, he's just going to keep talking yeah. if I say something. Do we know if that part is based on, on fact? Oh, fact yeah. our government actually well, has to be some the percentage. The committee has to be. I'm has sure. to be some type I mean, of Greg, there are, there are enough of those studies with their fake science that they yeah, there, there definitely had to be one. What's Same funny is, is that that makes them no better than Nazis and Hitler who tried to use studies to say, you know, <laughs> yeah i said it (laughs) just like in django man that's why uh uh what's his name leo he's talking about their heads and like uh missing something yeah (laughs) it's easier to take over because it's stupid i was like good god man uh deep out who's next um steve you gone uh, Otis, 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 and Katie. I think we're the last two. Uh, yes. Let's go with Otis. Uh, yeah. So I wrote down uh, anybody that doubted a willing soldier. <laughs> I didn't even say a black willing soldier. I just said a fucking willing person to fight. They're like, "You sure you wanna?" I'm like, "Bitch, I want to fight." You sure? <laughs> you can't afford to turn us down, <laughs> right? Uh, I just think it's mind blowing that like. It, in 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 lots of things, just like what um uh they brought up sports with uh Joe Lewis when he whipped old Schmeling's ass and uh with Jackie Owens when yeah, he was at running the Olympics. Yeah. uh at the Olympics everybody cheered Jesse, for him. nigga yeah and then Jesse and then Jesse, Owens. <laughs> Jesse got back to America and I swear he went to like pumping gas afterward because he was like oh well you're back thanks for doing all that and get your black ass out of my face yeah. like oh. <laughs> It, it, I'm back to normal. It's like, yeah, man. It it just sucks. It's it sucks. People that are good at something, but it's like, oh, but you're black. You can only do so much. But I'm really good at this. Yeah. But you're black. Just keep on performing. That's all we really want to see. Well, that we'll see me- all that melanin issue. in your skin makes you different. Yeah. Get out of my face. Yeah. Keep, I'm black. keep performing. That's all we really want to see. Don't talk. But yeah. yeah yeah, but anybody that just doubts a willing soldier, they were instantly my like least favorite character in this movie. So least favorite character was uh <laughs> least favorite character. That would have been funny. Oh, that would have been funny. Uh, was um Senator Conyers, John Lithgow, for all the reasons you guys already said. I love like, John Lithgow. I love John Lithgow lies. too, but he's a shit. He's a yeah, shit. he's a shitty person in the this movie. More, okay, so I used to love John Lithgow a lot when I was growing up. I watched Third Rock from the Sun, like for Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but I really liked him in that. And as Harry I got older, like the more shit that I see John Lithgow in, the more I dislike him because he always plays a dislikable character. Harry and the Hendersons. He was an asshole. He was a he really was an asshole. He was an asshole in in Tuskegee Airmen. He is a bitch in Dexter. It's like 
But Dexter fucked it up for himself. He should have killed him when he had the chance. He was like, nah, I'm a saver this. And he woke up. He's like, I'm killing his wife so hard right now. Yes. He scooted off. Yes, that was a he problem. Around. Yes, Dexter fucked it up, but he was Spoilers. also a terrible character. Jeez. Right? Huh? Some of us haven't seen Dexter yet. In yeah. Yeah. It's just been 75 yeah. years. <laughs> Fuck you. I ain't watching Dexter. I might watch that in five years. Still. I want to. Fi- no, I'll fi- forget this conversation. It's fine. Oh, I'll, fi- I'll finally understand that surprise motherfucker gift. I'll get it now. It's so good. It's like oh, season, season one, two. man. Oh, it's one and two. It's season great, two. Steve. I love it. Surprise, motherfucker. But uh, surprise, motherfucker. Real quick, Katie. I love when famous white people have to play like someone racist. Yeah. Uh, it it seems like certain levels of them saying the n word. It's because you, you know you have Negroes and they'll say that, and then they say like Negras. And like some people are like, I ain't saying it the full end, but I'll, I'll say niggers. I'm not, it's doing, like I'm not almost saying the R. There. I'm not doing a hard R. But then you get Alan Tudyk in like a uh, fucking Jackie Robinson story, just like, ooh, Alan Tudyk, what you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I actually was looking for information on that about this film, and I couldn't seem to like find it anywhere. Um, I'm actually really curious at how that was taken because I know when um, Leonardo DiCaprio did. Django. Django. Oh, Django he, was so he did not want to. He was really afraid to say it, and rightfully so. Didn't want to say it, but uh, everyone, in, all the everyone in the film was like, "It's okay, dude. Like you're playing this character, and we need you to say it." Like yeah. Jamie hey. Fox was like, "It's okay, dude. Like I understand that's part of the role. You have to say this word, and you have Sam to Jackson, man. There's that story about Sam Jackson. Yep, it's yeah, funny. Sam Jackson too. It's funny. They're like Leo. Just say it." Like Quentin Tarantino is going to say it 17 times in the movie. He's going to do it. Just do it. It's all right. As long as he didn't go by solely the permission of Quentin Tarantino, I'm cool with that. Yeah. He's he going to show some but feet. I'm actually, but I'm really curious because I know, I know that Alan Tudyk was nervous to say it Woo! and didn't want to say it in Woo! Jack Robinson, but was told that he had to. And he was like, well, fine. And then I'm gonna, Kadwick, if I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. And Kadwick was like, "No, you need to come at me with it, like with all your heart." Ooh. And he did. Ooh, that made my tummy hurt. Um, but I'm hurt. actually really curious about how John Lithgow and uh, Shooter McGavin, Shooter McGavin, like how they did it in this film. Like, were they scared? Were they reserved? Were no, they just shooter, like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." Shooter what? was probably cool because he, he's always ask, a bad guy, so he's did like, "They uh, ask everyone." Yeah, but they don't really. Hey, is it okay that I'm like I'm gonna say this and I don't mean it, but nah, shooter is a bad guy all the time. So he's like, man, they know I'm gonna say it. They clearly <laughs> hired me with the intent that I said. <laughs> hey, they uh, just wanted me to say this shit. Hey, uh, Chris, Chris, uh, they picked the right guy. Chris, I mean, yeah. Hey, Chris, you're gonna be this racist major. Do I get to say the N word? Yeah, you're gonna say it like five times. Woo, I already said it 12 times today. Let's do this. <laughs> I was prepping in my trailer, I was yelling it at the top of my lungs. Oh, you're already in a movie? Yeah, what's it called? Uh, Wizard of Oz? Like, what? Why? <laughs> getting, getting paired. Sorry, I jumped in, but I just thought oh, that was no, weird because there's always levels to the N word. There, there are. There are, and well, and there was levels of like people in this film and what they what they said, like not just Shooter McGavin, like building up to him saying it. It was like, here's the level of like here's the white folks that were totally okay with 
the Tuskegee Airmen and they were saying Negroes. And then here were the white folks that were a little bit scared and they were saying Negras, like with an I. And then there were just like, here's the racist assholes. They're going to say the whole word. Fuck these guys. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't yeah. like them. I don't like any of them. <laughs> I don't Man. like my gums because they black. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, props to Liz Gal though with the southern uh, accent. Any British? No. No. That's not British? I thought he was. Jonathan Lithgow? I don't believe he's British I don't know. He's American, I'm pretty sure. Nah. Oh. We'll be Goldberg's lips. Uh, hey, Black Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's from Rochester. He's not oh. British. Oh, we had a good we had a good southern accent then. It's not yeah, hard. Just tell somebody sound ignorant as fuck. Uh, yeah. Do that. yeah. I'm oh. just a hum- humble, humble servant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just add weird use and everything. That's all you gotta do to sound racist. It'd be sweaty. And just patch your yeah. brow. Yeah, I don't know why everyone's sweaty like the, the no AC in the racist times. Uh, no. I know for a lot of it there wasn't, but and, and they're all in the south, so it's just humid as fuck. I'm all just time. a humble Lawyer. Even in the winter. <laughs> I'm tired of all these movies casting racists as nothing but from the South, because that's bullshit. Yeah. There are, pl- there are plenty of racists <laughs> fucking from Baltimore. From everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say Baltimore or like... Chicago, Los Angeles. Yeah, it's like Chicago, Los Angeles. <laughs> Middle America. I understand. America. I understand Oregon. The South, the South had... Yeah, the South Oregon. had the most racist. All of Oregon. Well, that's why it's always the South. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't just—they weren't just located just in the South. Well, in you know, twenty years when films about twenty twenty come out and we see just racists from everywhere, all of us. They'll, the s- <laughs> they'll still—they'll still have Southern accents in that movie. And Boogaloo yeah. Boys. Oh yeah, they're gonna be <laughs> the Boogaloo Boys. <laughs> Isn't that their name, the Boogaloo Boys? No, the yes. Proud Boys. No, there's also the, there, the Boogaloo Boys. The, the Boogaloo yeah. Boys wear the Hawaiian shirts, which is why I kept making fun of Taco when he would wear Anything, I'm shirt. making some shit up. No, that's real. It's a sweet-ass name. It's Wait, terrible. What? They wear Hawaiian you know, shirts, and they, uh, and they, they dress in tack gear. The sad oh, part oh. is, the, the where they got the name is funny, because they were on their little little racist uh, chat Red rooms. Parlor and they were talking about Civil War II, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. So they became the Boogaloo Boys. And it's like, God damn it, that's pretty fucking funny and stupid. That is funny and stupid. <laughs> just, because, just because this group, I know Taco and Otis and myself, yeah, anytime there's something too, it's always Electric, electric Boogaloo. Oh, yeah. that's that's electric fucking, boogaloo yeah. Damn, that sucks. That's some shit we'd make up. And then they're like, oh, they took it? Oh, that's oh, real? The sons of bitches. Yeah. Exactly. Oh but, yeah, no, they took that. That's not good. <laughs> well, I refuse to let them take Hawaiian shirts from me, so <laughs> fuck them. We got some Boogaloo boys. <laughs> good luck, man. Taco can, Taco can infiltrate them. Taco can infiltrate them. Yes, my, my Boogaloo boys. The reverse Black Klansman. I'm going to go to this boiler room and, and stuff weird things into the boiler for no reason. Hello, my Boogaloo brothers. Boogaloo. <laughs> Blow the place up. Tago just running out real quick. Hello, wife calling me. Hey, why our, unseasoned, our unseasoned chicken's done. House, real quick. Yeah, you should probably jump in the air like I'm about to. I'm sorry. That was a that was a nice aside, but yeah, sorry. That's all right. 
okay. Uh, seven word synopsis. Let's Yay. start with uh, Taco. Don't you dream of jeopardizing this mission? I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Damn it. Was that someone else's? Yeah, that was mine. I got to go first. Okay, Steve, go ahead. Uh, I only got one today. Uh, Racism tries to ground black WW2 pilots. Yeah. Nice. That's why I don't like doing movie quotes because somebody else will fucking take it. Uh, Nothing special today. Nothing funny today. Even black American heroes get no love. Mm. We're talking about they got two movies now. (laughs) Two. Two. In the plot, Steve. In the (laughs) (laughs) plot. Oh, that that makes everything better. They got movies. Yeah. Fucking 60 years later. Racism is over. We got red tails, y'all. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Didn't you hear uh, 12 years ago after Obama, all the white people said racism's now over? Like, I I, I thought they were right. Yeah. It's funny. It you, when you, you brought up, when you're talking about, like, not knowing the depths of racism when you're eight, and in my head, I'm thinking, like, yeah, that's the age when we all thought, like, Martin Luther King solved everything, and it was all good, and there was no racism. It's over. Right. He, <laughs> he, he said quit it, and everybody's like, yeah. Yeah, we're good now. <laughs> Hold hands. Quit that shit. Quit it. You're right, Martin. Yeah, right. yeah. He he died of lead poisoning. Yeah, you know he got that's why he got sick yeah. at his hotel. That's what happened. Oh, and we all this hugged. Bad shrimp. Bad shrimp. <laughs> shrimp, I mean, shrimp fucked him up. I mean, that's that's kind of what they 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 teach you when you're little. Yeah. They they try to hide some of it from you. And then that's they get the now. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, he had a tummy ache. Yeah, not now. Six year olds are getting taught that he got shot. So yeah. I mean, I knew we all knew he got shot. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, shot. I they all kind of just kind of gloss over that. But yeah, he he whitewashed his. He got he got shot by some dude. All right, next. Oh yeah. Now, once black people were hundred percent equal, thanks to Martin Luther King. Next. Yeah, you're right. The government had nothing to do with it. You you ain't never seen no Martin Luther hey. King. You take your tinfoil hat off and get out here. Martin Luther the King. God, I love that episode. Okay. Fuck, it's a good episode of Boondocks. <laughs> Did anyone think of the uh, the Wingman Boondocks episode after watching this movie? <laughs> oh, which no, one? Not, yeah, the Wingman. Wingman. <laughs> yeah. He's not giggle. <laughs> you think I got you from the grave. You can't get me back. <laughs> get me back because I'm dead. I got to watch Mo that. Guns. <laughs> yeah, Mo Guns. Yeah, Mo Guns. I didn't think you got to get some off of that. Huh? You about to get some airplane pussy, idiots. Uh, Greg, who's next? Mo guns with a Z, nigga. Um, <laughs> and you watch Boondocks again. Fuck. Oh my god, damn it! I watch. Yeah, thank you, Taco. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to talk about Boondocks some more, asshole. <laughs> uh, I got two. Some brothers take it to the Nazis. Some brothers. Yeah. Some brothers. Look, racism in the Air Force? You betcha. <laughs> you betcha. Technically, it was the Army because the Air Force hadn't been founded yet. Or Air Corps, whatever. It's all the same. <laughs> They're still racist. Yes, they were. Yes, sir. All right. I got one more. Uh, oh, oh, okay, Greg. 
So this is a play on Uncle Sam. I want you to oppress these niggers. <laughs> I can't with that just now. Ah, damn. Okay, uh, I got a couple. Yeah, I want okay, to go ahead. Extra, but Taco beat me to it. Uh, live in the air, die by fire. Uh, black people can fly too. Go figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cappy out here, big dick in it. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He was on like fucking. Ah. Yeah. Oh, look a patrol. Let's go get them. Yeah. Texan, Texan pilot, racist. California pilot, not racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then P fifty one Mustangs are seriously sexy as fuck. Yeah, they are. Hell yeah. That is hell a yeah. Beautiful plane. It's yeah. always there's always every movie there's the the tolerant non racist Californian. They're always from California. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Hollywood yeah. thinks they better than everybody else. Yeah, just like real life, quote unquote. <laughs> I'm Californian. I don't believe that stuff. Yeah, tell that to Rodney King. Oh wait, right? Ooh. Hey, we're going for high score. They're whomping him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got two. Uh, this movie needed like three more hours. Yeah. And yeah. Awesome blend of new and old footage. Uh, so Taco <laughs> kind of talked about it earlier. I really, really liked how they did that in this film where it was like they would show the cockpits and them firing and then they would it would cut to like actual World War II footage. I thought that was really fucking cool. And it was like not just World War II footage, but they also had footage in there from like the 60s or 70s that was like color of them, like of a plane crashing um, I don't know. I thought it was just a really cool transition and way to show the fights going back and forth from uh, modern looking film and old timey film. So I don't know if anybody's researched it. I, that brings up a question I have. How the hell did they just like strap a camera onto the front of the plane and yes. let it roll? Yes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. It was, gun, like, it was the gun cam. Yeah, so there were there was a couple of different options depending on the plane that you were in. Um, if you were in a plane that had a second pilot in it, uh, you were on the camera, or a third, like a third pilot, a backup third pilot, they would run the camera while things were happening, and then there oh, would be people who would guy. just uh, okay. then there was cams that they just like taped them to the plane. So there were GoPros before GoPros. Basically, they yeah. had it in vertical, just shaking. Just like I, I, I yeah. did like. I did like how they went from like shooting something and showing that footage and then basically playing that for the rest of the troops in the barracks and everyone just getting uh, real, yeah. get, get real yeah. hype when they're blowing some shit up. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, those are some yeah. really cool transitions. <laughs> I liked that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just, you know, just unnecessarily hype. Like, yeah. yeah. 2v1, like, like 2v1. Watching, oh. Yeah, like watching, watching a World Star video. No. <laughs> All right, so because this film was made for uh, TV on HBO, it did not have a box office number, oh. but it does have a budget, and I'm going to ask everyone <laughs> how much you guys think this movie cost to make. Uh, there's you... a lot of black famous people. I'm going to say, give me, give me like three million. All right. Yeah, uh, three. Uh, this bid brought to you by the Texas Board of Tourism. We're not racist that much anymore in the Metroplex. Well, <laughs> I 
we're not racist that much anymore in the metroplex <laughs> hey i don't know if you i don't know if you saw the most recent election it was almost half yeah. No, I know. I like just I just liked how he narrowed it down oh. as he was talking. It was like well, we're not that racist anymore. But well, if you, right if, you, if you look at that map, it was all red except for the the made the big cities. Yeah, yeah. the cool Dallas, places to go. San Antonio, I know <laughs> all the cool always, places. How it is always. Yeah. Oh, but my my bid is let's go with seven mil. Damn. All right, uh, Greg. And I'm mm-hmm. ahead. You don't have Wally to ride this. Yeah, week. what's Wally's bit? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, someone call Wally real quick. I need. <laughs> I cannot participate because Wally is not bidding, so I'm just I'm out. No, <laughs> just pick your number. <laughs> just pick a number. And I'm in. Five million dollars. All right, Taco. Of. Uh, I'm gonna go eight. Damn, y'all making my three sound stupid. Shit. Steve. <laughs> uh, seven million and one dollars. <laughs> Goddamn. I should have jacked it up. Shit. No, well, think about it. This was when Cuba did uh, Jerry Maguire not too long after this. Before yeah, but then he wasn't anything important until he did Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Wow. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Jerry. All right. So Jerry Maguire. The winning bid goes to Taco. The- <laughs> Actual retail price for the Tuskegee Airmen was $8.5 million. Woot. We all knew it wasn't double digits for these niggas. We knew that, though. It's a made for television move. Okay. They they didn't have that. It was a lot of a lot of face shots, especially in the cockpit. It was just yeah. like, yeah, see in that cockpit, yeah. and just look at your face. You just a majority of the a, a majority of the budget had to have gone to the planes because there's a lot and they were old and they had to look old so they had to make them it was a lot <laughs> uh, i probably just asked collectors hey can we yeah. borrow your plane for a little bit we'll yeah. pay can you. we just stand by it for yeah. like a couple minutes <laughs> <laughs> they yeah well look- and they had to have pilots like they had to pay pilots to fly them because they had to get current footage of them flying yeah so yeah. and it's hard because a lot I'm of pilot. those even collectors a lot of those planes don't fly anymore so yeah they- they would have had to make that work. So I'm a pilot. Yes. I fly. We know, sir. <laughs> I'm a pilot, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Only human that can do it. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Does anyone have anything else to say about the Tuskegee Airmen? Watch it. It is it is good. It is go out and see it. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> definitely go out and see it. Like like I said at the beginning, it's uh, they pack a lot into an hour and forty minutes, or out of forty-seven minutes. So yeah. mm-hmm. there's a lot of quick cuts, and they don't go in as in depth as certain things as you would it'll like. Make like you want, it'll make you want to go in depth. Yeah, like Katie said, this movie needed probably another couple hours. Oh yeah, for sure. It could have been like should have been a mini series. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what we need is like a Band of Brothers mini series. Yeah, but it's it's quite an enjoyable movie. Band of Brothers. He also, beat me to it. I was taking it. a breath. <laughs> Both of you. I hate. I was yeah, taking a I breath. You son of a bitch. I was about to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good watching people just basically spit in the face of uh, dumb, ignorant pieces of shit. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's always that's always a fun watch. It is that I will. I will say I had. I was holding in so much anger and tension as I watched this film and every fucking character every white character in the film was just like racist as fuck I was like you sons of bitches I'm fucking murdered I was so mad welcome to the 40s 
Yeah. Well, yeah, the 40s, I know. Actually, welcome to American history. Yes. Right. It was accurately portrayed, but still <laughs> upsetting. Put your racist mouth on that curb. <laughs> God damn it. Oh my God. Ah, that fucking curb. What'd you say, Greg? So they couldn't even be happy about the fact that they were successfully assisting and defending the country. Nah, man. Nah, man. Nah, I'm nah. still upset. Nah, bro. <laughs> Taking jobs from white pilots. Yeah, science says that's not possible. That I don't want to pilot. defeat Hitler this way. <laughs> like this. Break oh, the yeah. wife is like, but you still won, John. Hey, it ain't the same. They were there. <laughs> they were there. They were there. <laughs> Damn it. They were touching stuff. It ain't the same. <laughs> we'll, we'll double down on that racism when we get back to the states, don't you? Oh, get your hands on this victory. They're gonna racism the oh shit out God. of them when they get back. I'm gonna get y'all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like everyone said, uh, Tuskegee Airmen is an enjoyable movie. You guys should definitely check it out. Um, if you want to stick around, keep listening to our podcast, Allentown Presents, for more fun war movies. I guess kind of fun. <laughs> as, as fun as war can be uh but interesting war movies this month um i was yeah, told you... <laughs> i was told starship troopers was not considered a war movie you want a fun one uh, yeah his brains that's sci-fi and his movies and it's sci-fi war and mph's in it he's cool i'm sorry i'm doing historical war yeah, My well, bad. well sorry we'll go to the future i bet that happens bet we fighting bugs next yeah. year it's fine <laughs> Have a whole sci-fi month, and we can watch yeah. Starship Troopers one and two and three and whatever the no, fuck. No, just, just no, stop it at one. Stop it at one. No, I know, I, I know, I know. Nobody I wants to watch the sequels. I only acknowledge Rico's Roughnecks. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> if you have uh any questions about the Tuskegee Airmen, you can hit us up on Twitter at Allentown Pod or read a book. Or read a book. <laughs> Uh, if you have comments or concerns, you can always email us at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Facebook. It is Allentown Presents. Great. Good job. I'm so yeah. proud of you this time. <laughs> I was ready. I was ready. You right, did thank it. you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you with our next episode in a couple of days. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>